Before we get into all the fun, time for a quick disclaimer. The crossover is not a professional financial service. All materials released from the crossover are for educational and entertainment purposes. The crossover is not a replacement for professionals' opinion. Contributors to the crossover might have positions in the equities discussed on the podcast. Whenever you're ready. When uh, ready. Okay, let's do it. Ready? Ready. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever official crossover podcast. Yes, this is Alan Sakla. This is my voice and what I sound like. First and foremost, I just wanted to take a moment and thank all of you for being a part of this journey to this point. Whether it's been with Cruising Altitude, Just Raised, now with the crossover, this doesn't happen without all of you. So, thank you. And part of the fun of this podcast is it's not just me. I have a co-host, and now I am so excited to introduce him. Drumroll, do we have that ready yet? We can, we can, we don't have it ready. Maybe okay. we can work it in. Okay, Let's awesome. See. Awesome. Yeah. You guys just heard his voice, but my co-host is Jacob Cohen. Jacob Cohen, my friend from college, my roommate, and I think he's still my friend. I can cons- still consider that. We can that. talk about that later. Okay. Off the, o- o- off the record, <laughs> but most importantly... Jacob has some serious professional clout. Jacob works at The Hustle, which is owned by HubSpot. He writes a daily newsletter to 10 million people (laughs) and also hosts their daily podcast to 30,000, 80,000 people. What (laughs) what, what are the real? It's a good range. (laughs) It's not nearly that many people on the newsletter, but it's about 2 million people. And now I'm here and I'm happy to join the crossover squad. Mm. And hopefully we'll have some of them on. I would love that. Yeah. And we got quite the subscriber list, too, from not only quantity perspective, but the, the professional careers, the backgrounds of the people. Some heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. Yeah. But that's for another time. So we're planning on doing this hopefully once a week, get it out pretty regularly. And as you all know, I really like media. We won't always talk about media. But for this podcast, almost every minute will be a media minute. And I'm personally very excited for that. So, Jacob, why don't you share the big news that's going on in the media world currently? Sure. So, about a week ago, the legendary activist investor Nelson Peltz of Tryan Partners went public, sharing his desire and his intention to mount a proxy fight to have a seat on Disney's board after he acquired a $900 million stake in Disney. Expensive stake. It's an expensive stake. (laughs) So... He put out all this information, packaged it up nicely, sent it out to the world, and some of the main points he makes include the fact that he doesn't like that Disney had to pause its dividend after 57 years. He doesn't like the fact that the board has seemingly to him lacked the ability to uh, find a successor for Bob Iger. He also focused on what he thinks was a bad acquisition of 21st Century Fox, expensive acquisition especially. And and lastly, he focused on this lack of streaming profitability when compared to something like Netflix. So what are your thoughts? So first and foremost, let's step back. 
Okay. By the way, we joke <laughs> off the record sometimes. Like when people say that, watch out. Like, where, where, where are they going with it? But stepping back, as you know, I like to watch a lot of CNBC, not necessarily live, but more the YouTube clips. True. Sometimes I'll even watch that showering. Like That's that. true. <laughs> I sleep. So in the apartment we live in, my bed shares a wall with the bathroom, and I'll be going to sleep, and I'll hear Jim Cramer. <laughs> is that in my dream? No. For the All In podcast, I'll be like, why is Chamath in my dream <laughs> yeah, right now? Yeah. <laughs> but for you, like I remember a week ago, you were trying to sleep. And then you texted me, turn it down, whatever. And then the worst part, I realized not only did I wake you up, but I woke you up with Kramer. I know, yeah, like he's great. But I, I love just, him. He's not, I'm, I can't, I'm trying to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he's, you know, he like riles you up. Yeah, he's, he energy. gets excited. And the lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was saying, watch a lot of So CNBC. those were really interesting thoughts on Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and let's call that a pod. So David Faber interviewed Nelson Peltz for quite a while. And after Faber welcomed Peltz to the show, Peltz, I have never seen someone with so much command, confidence on a CNBC interview. David does a whole interview. Peltz goes, David, good morning. Legendary. And I'm like, I... I think that I'm on this guy's side. Like, I might have right. to buy a Disney share <laughs> just to get into this proxy vibe. You think that's the first time someone's ever said proxy vibe? Yeah! Yeah, I think so. Maybe Kendall Roy. We, we can look into that. Sure. But I'm um, getting a little bit more into it. Peltz has had an incredibly successful activist investing career, whether it's been with Procter & Gamble, DuPont, Heinz, a lot of consumer product good companies he's been extraordinarily successful even when management was originally against him and in their restore the magic powerpoint as nelson peltz that was the website url that they right they he knows <laughs> he knows who he's working with he needs a good brand if he's going to mount a fight with a good brand so in the PowerPoint, he, there were some great quotes from the CEOs originally when he started these proxy fights being very against it, and then afterwards how impressed, happy, all that good stuff. And it's not that easy to become a billionaire, right? So he must have done something right. There were a couple points from the PowerPoint that I thought were specifically powerful. One, over the past five years, Disney stock is down 10% while the S&P 500 over the past five years was up 56%. Okay. 56% bigger than negative 10. That is true. That was a math page. I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Two, another point was how Disney has really failed to find the successor. We talked about this, that they had Meyer, Stags in the system, both let him go two great candidates and then that's like a big responsibility of the board find the successor mm -hmm. the great alex sherman of cnbc when he was talking on cnbc about nelson peltz's presentation that that's something he should have honed on even more yeah well actually you bring up alex sherman alex sherman shined the light on the disney board and said a lot of the disney board doesn't have deep media experience like to just rattle off some of the companies that the board has been the leadership of, General Motors, Illumina, a biotech company, 
Illumina's a media. No, okay. What else? Even even the chairman of the board, right? Nike. Nike. So that's a consumer brand. So I see the connection with Disney. One nothing, Jacob. Which, he, which, <laughs> which, but you know, Nelson Pels said in this CNBC interview, I believe he said Disney's a consumer company. But so I see that. But you got yeah, Nike, Oracle, CVS, Lululemon. So these aren't media companies through and through. So that's an interesting point. Alex, our our good friend Alex our good Sherman friend brought Adam. up like that's good stuff. Yeah, it's very interesting. I also thought there were some serious issues with the presentation too. With Peltz's. With Peltz's presentation. Peltz's presentation. Peltz's presentation. <laughs> Peltz's presentation peppermint patty. Peltz's PowerPoint presentation. So I first thought the comparison of Disney to Netflix regarding streaming profitability was really weak. They're just at really different places. Disney's trying to ratchet up really, really quickly. And I'm sure that a big priority, regardless who wins this proxy battle, will be bringing these costs down, getting to profitability and streaming. I also thought it was not a good move going after the Fox acquisition. Was it expensive? Maybe. Disney might argue that it wasn't. But from a strategic perspective, it was a move they needed to make. Because not only would Comcast likely have ended up with it, but the assets they got are massive for the streaming wars, future media, whether it's The Simpsons, Family Guy, Hulu, Deadpool, Avatar, Mm. Beast, Beast, Beast. And when Faber asked Peltz, do you buy or sell Hulu? Peltz answered, they have to buy Hulu or they have to get out of the streaming business. I think what he's saying, they need to buy Hulu. If they're not doing that, they should get out of here. I hear that, but there's a truth of the matter, (laughs) right? Where's the money coming from to buy Hulu? Do you want to dilute the stock? I was reading a Wells Fargo analysis that leaked to Twitter how possibly diluting shareholders another 10% to buy the Hulu stake. That doesn't sound like a Peltzian move, if that makes sense. True, true. I see. The problem is it seems like to do some of the things he wants to do, he has to do certain things he doesn't want to do. Exactly. And, and you need a serious balance sheet, which one of his criticisms were, which Disney does not have. And that's why I think if he came in there, maybe they would look to spin off an ESPN or an ABC to private equity. I think the question isn't how do we spin this off, get cash, but how do we squeeze more value out of it? Mm. ESPN has a pop, a power to it. And also, I know they've discussed getting a little bit more into sports gambling, things like that. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunities that they have not even remotely dipped their toes into. Also, all just doing more cross-branding. We wanted to watch the NFL-CBS game on Nickelodeon. I thought that it was on Nickelodeon this week, Mm -hmm. right? Like it was a couple weeks ago for the Rams don't remember who they play. Broncos, shout out to Cam Akers, taking me to the, Good. yeah, you know Cam <laughs> of Akers, course, right? Cam, yeah, Cam, I, Cam, I, I Cam, know yeah, Cam. Yeah. But the Nickelodeon stream was awesome. Yeah. And, and, and getting all the IP in there, leveraging SpongeBob, Patrick, yep. all of that stuff. Disney's doing nothing like that. Nothing. They have a lot more room to experiment there in lucrative ways. So... Overall presentation from Disney's perspective, their clapback. Do you have any thoughts on what you saw there? Overall, I thought it was extremely entertaining. They were literally dissing him using his own words. And I thought that was something you rarely see 
from a brand like that or they just leave it all out there on the core (laughs) and direct quote I, i saw someone tweet this i'm on twitter a lot one of the slides there's a quote and then like just Mickey Mouse dancing in the background. <laughs> and the quote on Mickey Mouse is Nelson Peltz does not understand Disney's business and lacks the skills and experience to assist the board in delivering shareholder value in a rapidly shifting media ecosystem. Yep. That's strong. It's strong. Maybe even Mickey Mouse has a next chapter. <laughs> <laughs> it shows you how aggressively they're going to defend Bob Iger and his legacy. Yeah, and some more specifics on from the PowerPoint. Since Iger took over in 2005, Disney is up 554%, while the S&P 500 is up 244%. Beast. It's just funny how right. like they chose, I think, 2005 Iger took over. So it's funny how Peltz took five years, and it's all about you can make the numbers work for you. There's a great quote. I can't remember, but there's some some great quote like, you can have data paint whatever picture you want it to. Are you trying to take me down <laughs> Brown's analytics 2016, uh, 17, 1 in 31? And, no, that's not that's, well, that's Yeah, no, that's what I was referring <laughs> that, Why is that a funny joke, Jacob? Because you love sports i i could tell you basically anything about sports yeah like ask me a question who's cam Akers? so cam Akers is run, running, running back so running back on, on the, the line <laughs> and also just there that was a crazy situation right, right? because you had cam Akers exactly coming back from the injury daryl henderson it was unbelievable he was awful it was unbelievably <laughs> awful oh yes yes <laughs> And and that was crazy. Remember, he wanted to leave the team. Yes, a part a lot of, me of wants, drama. A lot of drama. He wants to make this a sports podcast, but not yet. And that's why we chose the name Crossover because it, <laughs> yeah. it could become basketball one day. But Disney has also outperformed their rivals by a significant margin. Comcast, four hundred forty-eight percent since two thousand five. Since two thousand five, Warner Brothers Discovery, two hundred thirty-four percent, and Paramount. Mm. By forty percent. Well, that's I guess that's that's better than four hundred and forty-eight percent. Well, because they wanted to give me a chance to get in. Right? right, right, exactly. So, Jacob, why don't you read the two savage quotes? Okay, yes. Here's one of the savage quotes. I guess we're calling them. Disney outlined in their clapback presentation. They they laid it out like so. They wrote CNBC anchor like a script. CNBC anchor. Why Disney? Pelts. Why not? <laughs> the last quote they put in there CNBC anchor you say they're over earning what does that even mean pelts I think the parks and I'm not an expert here bold and underlined <laughs> probably need a little more capex so they're basically just making the point that as he said himself I'm not an expert here and if he's not an expert here why is he even here that's the point Disney's making I think you just made me think of something discussed off the air has disney lost their magic let me preface that okay i got nothing to preface it with. <laughs> do you think disney has lost their magic i think that disney is struggling in the same way a lot of media companies are right now and i think that over the last couple of years 
if you look at Disney more from the park's perspective, they have lost some of their magic. Keep going. Every time they increase the prices, they lose a little magic because people are just going to be like, oh, Disney. Disney isn't about nickel and diamond. Right. You know, recently, Bob Iger got rid of their practice of charging some absurd amount of money to take photos on rides or something Ridiculous. Like Probably amounts to millions of dollars a year, but it's just another thing that takes away some of that magic. And I think the business perspective is ultimately, if you restore that magic, the lifetime value of a customer to the moon. And then for me, I think I'm not a big Disney guy. And unlike with Paramount, third mention, I haven't been <laughs> counting, I promise. I have perspective with Disney. Paramount, no perspective. Right. Everything's the best, right. you know? <laughs> I've, I've actually worked hard on changing that. I think I'm getting better at it. But with Disney, it's not a problem. And I look at all the shows that they're cranking for Disney Plus, right? And I just feel a dilution of brand. That yeah. The next Star Wars show, the next Marvel show, it's a lot that yeah. that some, I don't think we need to wait as long as Avatar, but there's right. a power to like the World Cup, right? FIFA thought about moving it to every three years. Disaster. Of course I want that, but there's the higher self, whatever the heck that means, <laughs> that knows, no, keep it every four years. Part of how special is how long you have right. to wait. And and of course, there's all the business, da, 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 they'll model it all out. But I think from a business efficiency perspective, less is more. And yeah. also from an experience perspective, less is more. You know, I think Netflix would probably agree with the- the Assertion. Assertion. That they are all about output, at least historically. And a lot of times that means lower quality shows. But if people are watching them, that's good for business. And that's and the okay. Day, the shows don't have to be great. Right. The shows if you don't have, have that, to be. If, if the distribution of the platforms, that's significant. Right. Throw a lot of spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks. It's working, it's working for them. Disney, though, is not a throw spaghetti at the wall brand you just have to look at like the tiktok comment section when some new marvel show comes out people are just saying like what's going on here and and guys like i love that analysis by the way jacob always talks about tiktok comment section the tiktok sentiment index <laughs> <laughs> okay and we might have to uh, get an algorithm going <laughs> but there's that's where the people are and yes I like listening to CNBC analysts, things like that. But the, the the greatest insight can usually come to talking with people. The people. The people. The people know what they the, what they want. The people they they know every, <laughs> who's they. That's for another <laughs> that's time. That's another. We yeah, can't we can't get too deep into it. So Jacob, if you're a Disney shareholder, you team Iger, team Pelt, well in the middle. What's your perspective? Listen, I'm pro a lot of the things that Peltz is pushing, but I also, it seems like Disney is also pro a lot of the things Peltz is pushing. Peltz is pushing. Peltz is pushing <laughs> peppermint patties. Right now, I guarantee you, in Disney's boardroom. In Disneyland. <laughs> in Disneyland, they're trying to figure out how to make streaming profitable for them and cut some costs and build new business lines. And find synergies in their business. They had McKinsey going through the company last year. They're already focused on all these things. I think maybe the one thing 
that might be hard to argue is the succession planning. Uh, who's who's in charge of that? And it seems like this new chairman from Nike. Parker? Parker, yeah, I think so. Uh, is there like a little Spider-Man thing? Maybe, yeah. A little mm. Spider-Man is going to weave it all together. Mm. It seems like that might be his responsibility. So they're already doing a lot of these things. That's There's the smart thing. people there, as you say. <laughs> they're smart. smart. People. Yeah, and my perspective is very similar. I would be Team Iger here. I think maybe best case scenarios, a little combination of the two, right? Being an outsider every once in a while gives good perspective. And But I think Iger was also on the outside for a little bit and probably has a different perspective. A lot of people have talked about that Disney hasn't done a big acquisition recently, yes. right? Or something to really get the company focused on the future. Yes, streaming's kind of doing that, but right. from a transformation perspective, I was wondering, do you think they'd look to acquire a company like a Roblox? Mm. Epic Games, maybe. Mm. These are these are expensive <laughs> acquisitions. Not expensive as they once were. <laughs> Not even close, but still expensive. Yes. Roblox is interesting. That's where a, a really young generation is spending time right now. And I think especially with the Disney IP, pairing that with Roblox could be really cool down the road. Now, I don't think it'll happen, but what I could see happening is in Iger's short retirement, he spent a lot of time. Not retired. Not retired. <laughs> <laughs> and joining the boards and I believe investing in some metaverse future of media startups. I believe Genies is one. And what was I, he at Thrive Capital? I don't know. I think he was. Uh, but uh, I could see Disney launching some interesting partnerships with some of these. Obviously much cheaper to do that or, or invest in some of these startups where it could also be really helpful down the road where they could pair their IP with the tech. I think that is a much better option for them, right? I think if you, Roblox is about a $20 billion company right now, around $2 billion in revenue, losing money. But more importantly, if you are to make an acquisition, I think strategically they'd be much better off using that money to go after the Hulu stake, right? Keep it in-house. Yes. Fortify. Fortify. I love that Build word. The Build the moat. Build the moat. That's what I recommend. Finally, before we move on from this, about to wrap it up, Disney has been wanting to get more into the adult entertainment space. Adult entertainment. That not what I mean, Jacob. Okay. But I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> entertainment focused on adults, like more mm. HBO. That sure. doesn't really work either. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it sounds weird that anyway you say it. Yes. <laughs> but shows that adults will want to watch to relax a show like Succession. Sure. Speaking of this scenario sounds like it'd make a really good succession. Yeah, I think I think I think it would be great content. It'd be savage. HBO should do it. I don't think you're going to see the Pelts docudrama come out on Disney Plus anytime soon. <laughs> great. I think that wraps up our short media minute. Good. Jacob, why don't we get into it? Our media of the week or like I, as I like to call it, reels of the week. What mm. what did you come across? Just made you laugh, made you smile. So I saw this great tweet from this guy, Josh Agundu, who I believe is a founder. He's working on a dating app. He's a great Twitter. And he said, I just really want people in the world of business to stop comparing themselves to professional sports or war. Mm. 
And I thought that was so funny because everyone does it. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the Los Angeles Chargers. As you know, their head coach, Brandon, Brandon Staley. What is it? Staley. Say, I, I was just making sure you knew. <laughs> like, where are you going? Where are you Staley? So he does something odd. He, he refers to his football team as a basketball team. Hmm. Or basketball team. Quarterback's the point guard. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, I, okay, there is a point, but it's weird to be using basketball analogies when you're playing football. It you is, know, I kind of get the war vibe right. more. Right, makes but, more sense. But, yeah. But, yeah, imagine just, like, you think about war, and then you're just, like, describing this new feature you're releasing on your app and it's like why are you discussing this in terms of of war (laughs) (laughs) like that i got two okay hard to just choose one first one is do you know that instagram reel of the kid in the classroom singing that song no it goes like this lord thank you for sunshine thank you for pain I messed up the words. No, I did. Okay. Lord, thank you for sunshine. Thank you for rain. Thank you for love. Thank you for pain. And then that you don't know that? I have no idea what that's from. <laughs> and even if you did, probably doesn't sound anything like it. it it's beautiful. Yeah. It gives me hope. Yeah. That's great. That's very nice. Yeah. And then something a little bit lighter. Okay. Or I guess heavier. That was, that was good. Thank you. I guess heavier. <laughs> yeah. Because the Kansas City Chiefs, those guys are pretty big. They are. They are there heavy men. There was a phenomenal clip that I know you saw because I think I showed it you to did. you. Of the Chiefs in their huddle before they broke, just like doing the horror. Yeah. Dancing they were doing in the, the circle. They were doing it. And it brought me back to the bar mitzvah days, which was exciting in and of itself. <laughs> but they literally were doing the horror and then sprinted to the line yeah. trying to catch the other team off guard. Yeah. It actually worked. Yeah. Even though it looked crazy. The brilliance of Eric Bieniemy, who we both hope gets a job. Right. I've been hoping You that think he years. will? I I would say it's it's possible. 50-50. 50-50. There happens or it, it doesn't. Right, right. <laughs> the sports sports segment with Jacob. But <laughs> It worked, but it was ultimately called back for an illegal shift or something like that. All right, but they ha- they're having fun with it, and they're that's why it's great. It. They're having fun and winning football games. And they're winning football games. Jacob, before we wrap it up, tomorrow's a big day. What do we or got? Thursday, depending on when this drops. Yeah, we don't, we don't know when this is dropping. But... Hopefully by the end of the week. Hopefully you're listening to this on Friday. Yeah. But Netflix earnings. I have nothing. I have no thoughts on it really haven't been looking yeah. into it at all do you have anything <laughs> netflix earnings i'm most interested in seeing what they say around their games couldn't care less about that <laughs> okay <laughs> it's a big part of their future and i don't think they're trying to get it off to a crazy start but i don't think it's off to a crazy start either so i'm just curious that's what i'm listening for tomorrow love that yeah i'm very excited to hear about the ad tier Mm. I think the ad market's nasty. I yeah. think also them getting started was pretty rough. So intrigued to hear there. The other thing I'll be curious about is the whole plan with password sharing. Yeah, that's definitely going to heat up. And that's and that, coming soon. That actually might dominate a lot of the call. Yeah, right. that's big money. And it, it's going to impact the user experience. Look, it's 
big money if they execute it properly. Right. Right. Could go both ways. Yes. I also think what's pretty interesting, maybe stupid, many would argue differently, is how tied the media stocks will be to Netflix. I don't think that makes much sense. I think it's much more Netflix agnostic than industry-wide. I think that Disney has so many ways to monetize their content, monetize their streaming. It's, I think, pretty different, but they'll trade in tandem. Also something interesting to watch. All right. I think that's what we got. Um, So thank you, everyone, for joining the first crossover podcast. Remember to check out the newsletter hitting your inbox every Friday. Jacob, I had a blast. Can't wait to do this again soon. Had a great time. Peace out. A-Town. Do-do. Do-do. Mm.